Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to your review of round 12. What a round it was. Great football being played. I'm going to go through some of the fantasy and tipping straight away rather than leaving it to the very end. The tipping, I got seven out of eight. Seven out of eight again this week. Big Les just knows his stuff. He just knows his stuff. One of the smartest footy heads out there. When your rip and tear ratio is as high as mine, it is impossible to get things wrong. When you just rip and tear like I do, it is very hard to stuff up. The rip and tear and specimen ratio is very complex. It is through the roof. So when you rip and tear and you're as gorgeous as I am, it is very hard to stuff up. Seven out of eight, pretty damn good. The only game I got wrong was the Roosters v. the Sharks game. I tipped the Sharkies to get the win over the Roosters and the Roosters ended up winning that one. I would have tipped the Roosters, to be honest. I just thought that the Sharks were going to win that one. We'll get to that game in a second, though. And the fantasy, I haven't actually looked at the fantasy. I got 735. What an absolute shocker. The rip and tear ratio just wasn't in the fantasy week. It was more invested in the tipping and that's okay. When you rip and tear like I do, you can make mistakes. You don't usually make mistakes, but you can make mistakes. It is what it is. Part of ripping and tearing is that you move on and I'm going to be moving on from this very quickly. Pretty poor week. Really outstanding scores on some parts. We can see that Ruben Cotter got 70, Payne Haas 58, which is not too bad for him. Isaiah Yo 66, what a week he had in that lock forward role. He just rips and tears every week. He is almost at the rip and tear ratio that Big Les is. Um, Cam Munster, 92. We'll talk about him in a second because he is just an absolute weapon. Jaden Campbell, 43. I thought that was a pretty good effort from him. 55, Nico Hines. I captained him and got 110. I'm starting to wish that I had tipped or should I say picked Cameron Munster in that captain role. He'll definitely be transitioning into captain at some stage. I mean, a bit of Barney in the fantasy at the moment. I'll be in a bit of Barney. Obviously, the origin period comes around. Players will be out. A few buys as well. I'm going to be in some absolute Barney. Won't be focusing too much on the fantasy during the origin period because I'll just be having an absolute shocker. You look at my team. It is basically an origin side. We've got Ruben Cotter, Payne Haas, Isaiah Yo, Nathan Cleary, Cameron Munster, Suwali actually will also be missing out in the next few weeks. He's in the squad as well. Stefan Crichton, Nico Hines. Most of the guys I've got in here will be missing out. So tough week for Big Les. Tough few weeks for Big Les during the origin period. But hey, we rip and tear. We go through it. The tipping is going to be all right. I reckon the tipping is going to be spot on over the next few weeks. Two seven out of eights in a row. I am looking forward to that eight out of eight. We'll get into the games this weekend. The first game on your Thursday night. It was the Storm V the Manly Seagulls. What a game this was. It was a really, really good indication that Storm, they are the champions in this competition. They had two bad games. They really needed a win. And they got the job done against the Manly Seagulls, who I think will lose their next few games. It doesn't look good for them. Obviously, having Tom Trevojevic out for the season, that is going to hurt them big time for me. That is going to really ache them. We've got some really good, talented players in this side, but you can see when Tom Trevojevic is out of it, they do tend to struggle somewhat. 
They did handle themselves last time he was out, though. They've started to get better at handling themselves, should I say, when he is out. But I just think that when he is in the side, they are 10 times better and 10 times more electric. So I think it's going to hurt them. I wouldn't be surprised to see them move down a few spots on the ladder in the next few weeks, maybe towards the bottom even. I don't expect them to be going much further in this competition without Tom Trevojevic. I can see them missing finals big time. But in terms of the Melbourne Storm, it was a huge effort. A huge effort. Manly, they looked all right in the start of this game. It looked like a bit of a contest. Cameron Munster, he is an absolute freak. 149 metres for a half, which is just sensational. So 149 metres, 29 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assist, 27 tackles, seven miss. That is a huge effort from a half. A huge effort. And he kicked for 309 metres as well. Jerome Hughes' halves partner also had a pretty good game as well with 88 metres, 18 post-contact metres, one tackle break, one line break assists, seven tackles, and 432 kicking metres. So both of these halves really evident in this game, but I think that Cameron Munster just really lit up the park. He was sensational against the Manly Seagulls. Nick Meaney's also a bit of a shout. Ran for 165 metres in this game, nearly 200 metres. Really good effort from Nick Meaney. He's been doing really well, just coping wherever the Melbourne Storm put him. He's been issued onto the wings a few times. May that's his main position there on the wing. He's played fullback this week, and you can see that he can handle the job there as well. So really good effort there from Nick Meaney. Brandon Smith, I thought he had a pretty good go at the... That hooker spot coming in late for Harry Grant, who was obviously out with a groin injury. I thought that he handled himself quite well. I think it sort of puts to bed any rumors that he won't do a good job for the Roosters. I think he'll come in and be all right for the Roosters for sure. And again, it was just a really good storm effort. And I think that it really, it really proves to all of us that they are still that Melbourne storm that can just keep themselves towards the top of the ladder. They're always finals contenders. They're always going to be in your face. This is the Melbourne Storm side, guys. I think that they won't be out of finals for a very, very long time. They've still got a really good side. They've still got that mentality. Craig Bellamy is coach. I just can't see them dropping off anytime soon. And if they do drop off, it won't be by very much at all. But as for the game this weekend, I thought it was a really, really tough game by the Melbourne Storm. For Manly, I think they did all right to hang in there. I think that Melbourne could have beaten them by a lot more. Kieran Foran, I thought, was quite good in this game for Manly. I thought that he stuck his nose in a few times. He was very, very evident in this game, Kieran Foran, trying to keep his side in it. Daly Cherry Evans with a good kicking game as well. He kicked for 395 metres, so he's keeping up in the kicking sort of bracket, but I don't know. I think that at the end of the day, Melbourne Storm, they came out and they did what we all thought they were going to do and win this game by a bit of a margin, proving to the rest of the competition that they still are that mighty Melbourne Storm. We move on to the next game, the Panthers for the Cowboys, 22-0. Not really how I saw this game going. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, but Penrith, that has come out and they put the Cowboys to bed. They honestly put the Cowboys to bed. The Cowboys were playing quite well. They were playing pretty well, but I think the Panthers, at the end of the day, they really just got inside their heads. They were kicking the corners. They were really in the Cowboys' face, and it was just impossible for the Cowboys to do anything in this game. You look at the stat sheet. You look at the stat sheet. Nearly the whole starting 17 
The whole starting 17 ran for an average of 150 metres. That is the whole starting 17. And then you look at Scott Sorensen off the bench running for 106 metres, like in 31 minutes of football. 31 minutes of football, he took nine hit-ups, nine hit-ups, and ran for 106 metres. Huge effort off the bench from Scott Sirenson. Isaiah Yo was massive, 172 metres. James Fisher-Harris, for me, was the real standout in the forwards. He was the real forward that was just in the Cowboys' face the whole time. I think they were really missing Jason Tamalolo, the meter reader for them as well, barging them throughout the field. I think that James Fisher-Harris was pretty much the equivalent for that Penrith Panthers side, and he was just... Killing them, killing them through the middle. 220 metres for James Fisher-Harris. He was an absolute beast in this game. Nathan Cleary, he was unreal as well. 120 metres and kicking metres was 432 as well. So big, big game from Nathan Cleary. I thought that he was really evident in this game. And there was just so many standouts. Dylan Edwards, 240 metres, doing what he does there at the fullback position. All of the back five ran for around 150 metres. Taylor May, 131. Isaac Targo, 152. Stephen Crichton, 131. And then Brian Toyo, 168. Really solidifying his spot in that Origin squad, which came out yesterday. It was a really awesome game from Penrith. A really awesome game. Valentine Holmes for the Cowboys, I thought, was just trying to get his team into this game. 208 metres from him. It was a really big effort from Valentine Holmes in a losing side. Really pushing for that origin center spot, which I think that he will get Valentine Holmes. He is an absolute weapon. And over the past few weeks, he has been really been in some great form. So cannot wait to see Valentine Holmes ripping and tearing in origin. There's going to be a few players out across all teams, to be honest, when it comes to that origin period. But yeah, as I said, in this game, Valentine Holmes, he was sensational. Another shout out to Ruben Cotter as well, who was just so strong and he was trying so hard in this game. But Penrith just shut him down, and you look at the stats from the forwards. I mean, go back to James Fisher-Harris running 220, Moses Leota 172, and then Scott Sorensen 106 off the bench. Like, Stephen Spencer Leanu and Jamie Salmon off the bench, 63 and 64 metres. Uh, you look at the rest of the forward pack from the Panthers in the starting lineup. Viliami Kikau, 113, Liam Martin, 124, Isaiah Yo, 172. Like... Really big effort from Penrith, really big effort in this game, and it just shows you that they are the top team, the top team, and also the benchmark in this competition at the moment. Great win there from the Penrith Panthers. Moving on to the next one, it was the Broncos v. the Titans, and I thought this one, the Titans had them, and I was shocked. I did not expect the Titans to win this one. Really scared for my tips as well. I thought, shit, this is going to start me off for a bad week. But I was rooting for the underdogs. I had the Broncos tips, but I was rooting for those underdogs. I thought that it would be a great narrative if the Titans ended up getting the win over the informed Broncos. They led 18-0 at halftime. And then the Broncos, they come out and absolutely torch them. 35 unanswered points in the second half. Like, come on, that is just unacceptable. And I thought the booing of Payne Haas was fucking horrendous. Like, you don't boo a guy, and I'll read you out his stats now. You don't boo a guy that's running 128 metres, 64 post contact, five tackle breaks, one line break, 26 tackles with zero missed. He put in a huge effort for you guys, and 
you just boot him every time he grabbed the ball. I know there's a lot of dramas with him at the moment. We don't know his story. We don't know his circumstances. I thought from the Broncos supporters, that was really uncalled for and, and really inappropriate, really. I think that Payne Haas is putting in a big effort for you guys. I think he's shown that he wants to be there. I just think that, as I said, we, from the outside looking in, we don't know anything. We honestly don't know any of the circumstances, I think it's very heavy to judge him based on what the media said, based on the picture that the media are painting. We don't know what is happening. Outside looking in, we don't know. There could be something terribly wrong family-wise. He might need to go back to his family for some reason. Could honestly be anything. It could honestly be anything. So I thought booing him when he was putting in this effort for you guys was a bit harsh. I thought it was a bit harsh. But anyway, on a good note, Katoni Staggs earning that spot in that origin side, 131 metres, 45 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks. Really good effort from him. Herbie Farnworth as well, his centre partner. He can't make origin because he's an Englishman. But 161 metres, 63 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks. 10 tackle breaks from Herbie Farnworth. One line break, a line break assist, two offloads, 14 tackles, three missed, a try and try assist as well. Big night for Herbie Farnworth. Big night for him. Selwyn Cobbo as well. I would not be surprised if he earns a spot in this origin side. 109 metres, 29 post-contact metres, 9 tackle breaks. You look at Corey Oates, the other winger, 216 metres, 78 post-contact metres, one line break. Big, big numbers for this back five. Really sensational effort from the Broncos, in my opinion. And if there's one guy I really need to give a shout-out to, if there's one guy I really need to give a shout-out to, it is Ezra Mam. What an effort from him in the seven jersey. 134 metres, 33 post-contact metres, 24 tackles, five missed. And that pass to Corey Oates was sensational. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. That pass was sublime. And his playmaking efforts during that game were quite awesome to watch as well. You can see that this guy has got a lot of talent up his sleeve and I can't wait to see a bit more of Ezra Mam in the future. I reckon once you know, Adam Reynolds comes back into this side, I could see Ezra Mam slotting into that 14 jersey. Corey Pakes was pretty good on the weekend as well. I don't know. It's a very tough one. It is a very tough one, but it's a headache I think that Kevin Walters will be quite happy to have a lot of talent in this side. Eight signs for the future for Kevin Walters. The next game was the Warriors v. the Knights. 24-16 was the scoreline. Great effort from the Knights here to get the win. I tipped the Knights. Very tight game, and I made a pact with myself not to tip the Knights after they went on that losing streak. I felt inclined to tip the Knights in this one as a bit of an underdog bet. I don't even know if they were the underdogs, to be honest. They looked pretty good in this one. It was a very, very close contest, but the Knights, they ended up getting the win here, 24-16. to 16. One try was the difference. Anthony Milford was heavily involved in this one. 113 metres, 16 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, 12 tackles, only three missed. And Jake Clifford, his halves partner, kicking for 512 metres in that game. A huge kicking game for Jake Clifford. Edric Lee, the new Dolphin as well, 153 metres, 47 post-contact metres. Pretty decent game from him. He also copped a try in that one as well. But what a game from Anari Chuala, the young centre, getting two tries and a try assist. 
95 metres, 26 post-contact metres, one tackle break, three line breaks, 15 tackles, only two missed. Grew to effort from him. Dane Gagai, 25 tackles in this one as well. Big defensive effort from him, also running for 72 metres. So great efforts from both of the Newcastle centres. Really good game from the Newcastle Knights. And the Warriors, unfortunate to get the loss here. But the centres and the, the back five in this game all ran over 100 metres. Reese Walsh, 122. Dalmatian. And he's a Lesniak, 127. Marcelo Montoya, 154. Viliami Vaila, 101. Adam Pompey, 167. Big games from these guys. Adam Pompey and Viliami Vaila scoring a try in this one. Reese Walsh with a try assist. Pohu Harris as well, the lock forward, the veteran, 162 metres in this game. Big effort from Tohu Harris, 47 post-contact metres, 41 tackles, zero missed. Holy dooly. He gets my lock of the week pick for sure. But all in all, great game of footy and a close one at that. The Rabbitohs v. the Tigers is the next game and very happy for my South Sydney Rabbitohs will try and be as least biased as possible. Hopefully that sentence structure was all right there. But 44-18 to 18 was the scoreline. Cody Walker and Alex Johnston scoring a few tries in this one. Alex Johnston, the highest try scorer for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Really huge achievement for him. Congratulations on that one. Can't even say achievement right, but really, really good feat for him. Congratulations to Alex Johnston. Awesome stuff there. Uh, Well-deserved as well. He is an ascent Sensational player, a sensational player. I think it was something around 167, 167 I think it was for Alex Johnston. There's a lot of tries. I think Big Les could score around the same, I think, because he just rips and tears so much that I think that he could score around that much in his entire career. So we'll see how I go. We'll see how I go. Not too many to start off with, but, you know, as I said, time will tell. We'll see what happens. But great, great achievement for Alex Johnson. I can't get over that. Congratulations to him. Three tries in this game as well. Cody Walker got two. Uh, Sevilla Havili getting a try in this game as well and a good try at that. Really good effort from him. Uh, And then Jackson Paulo with a really good intercept try to finish it off. The icing on the cake. Kemamalo getting two tries in this one. Really good effort from him. I thought that he was just getting his body in the right places and some of the things that he does it just blows me away. His athleticism is just through the roof. So Ken Marlow, really good game for him as well. Two out of three goals kicked for Luke Brooks. Six out of eight goals kicked for both Cody Nicarima and Blake Taff. Cody Nicarima at fullback. It's got me thinking. I don't really like it. Now, he can do the job, no worries. I just don't think he's a starting fullback. He can play a number of positions, including in the halves, fullback, and at nine. So you can play pretty much anywhere in the spine. Also, you can chuck him on as a roaming lock if you really wanted to. I just don't think he's a starting fullback. I think that you've got to give it to Blake Taff. You've got to blood these younger guys for the future. I just don't see Cody Nicarima as a full-time starting fullback, especially when you've got Latrell Mitchell coming back in the next few weeks. I'd be keeping Blake Taff there, to be honest. I'd be keeping Blake Taff. I think that Cody Nicarima is more of a 14 But even then, Blake Taft's been playing really good footy. So I think that Blake Taft will take that 14 spot. But 
Cody Nicaremo has been bought in there for a reason. Demetrio is very high on him. I'm a bit 50-50 on Demetrio, and I know I'm a South supporter, but I am a bit 50-50 on him. I think that assistant coaches going into the head coaching roles, it seems to be a bit of a discrepancy there. Most of them seem to be getting sacked at the moment. I think Demetrio is a great assistant coach, but there's a difference between assistant coach and a head coach for me. I just think that I think that Demetrio fits that assistant coach bill better. In terms of the efforts in this game from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, really good centre winger efforts. Now, this will sort of back up my Cody Nicarima statement because we look at the fullback stats from him. He ran for 22 metres, 22 metres at fullback in 61 minutes of football. 22 metres in 61 minutes of football. Scott Sirenson in 50 minutes of football or less, ran for 106. So a back rower is running more than a fullback. I just don't think that's a good fullback starting option. I said this maybe on a post from the Guru or maybe on Fox League or South Sydney or whoever posted it. I said, why would you fix something that isn't broken? Too many coaches trying to fix things that aren't broken when you should just leave them alone. Cody Nicarima, Great player. I think he's a better utility than he is a starting fullback. And I think the stats don't lie, to be honest. But on a good note, the wingers and the centers. Alex Johnston, 131 meters, 16 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, three line breaks. Jackson Paulo, 182 meters, 46 post-contact meters, one tackle break, 11 tackles, two missed. Campbell Graham, 169 meters, 75 post-contact meters, five tackle breaks, one line break, three line break assists, 16 tackles, one missed. Tane Mill, 114 meters, 32 post-contact meters, and three tackle breaks. So big efforts from the centers and the wingers in this one, Cody Walker. We're sort of starting to see a bit more flair from Cody Walker, in my opinion. I think he's getting a bit of that flair, getting a bit of that Cody Walker X-Factor back. I thought that Mark Nichols in his return game was sensational. 127 metres, 63 post-contact metres, one tackle break, 20 tackles, zero missed. Damian Cook, 40 tackles, zero missed, 123 metres. Tom Burgess, 235 metres, 98 post-contact metres, 20 tackles, only two missed. Big effort from the 10, the 8, and the 9. Well, should I say the 15 and the 10 and the 9. Great efforts from them. Really sensational effort from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Cam Murray as well in a game where he's only just come back from injury. 151 metres, 46 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, 26 tackles, zero missed. Jai Arrow, 37 tackles, zero missed. 100 metres, 37 post-contact metres, one tackle break, and a offload as well. Big efforts from these guys. Keon Kalomatangi as well, 152 metres. Big effort from South Sydney. Huge effort, and the completion rate is improving as well. That's why they're winning this game. 57% possession, 80% completion rate, so great effort. We move on to the next game being the Sharks v. the Roosters. And this one, oh, it just made my night so much more entertaining. I was so entertained after this game. Daniel Tupo scoring two tries in this one. Tedesco with a really flary try. Butcher. Playing on the wing for about five seconds there, scores a try. Jared Warrior Hargreaves with the show and go. And when is it that we've ever seen Jared Warrior Hargreaves do two show and goes in the space of three weeks? That is 
unbelievable. I've never seen a forward pull off a show-and-go twice and go over for a try. That is just unheard of. Jared Warrior Hargreaves, a little magician there, getting a try in this game as well. And then Connor Watson, really nice, finishing it off with a try. Oh, can't forget Joseph Manu as well with the intercept sort of try in this game as well. Really good effort from the Sydney Roosters. 36-16 was the scoreline. As I said, I got this tip wrong. I thought the Sharkies were going to come out really strong and win this game at home in Cronulla as well. I thought they were going to get the job done, but the Sydney Roosters, they didn't they prove me wrong. James Tedesco, 238 metres, 38 post-contact metres, nine tackle breaks, two line breaks, Three line break assists, two offloads. Really good effort from James Sedesco. Joseph Manu as well, 206 metres, 38 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, 17 tackles, one missed. And then big magician Jared Warrior Hargreaves, 162 metres, 59 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break, 25 tackles, and only three missed. Really good efforts from this Sydney Roosters team. Nat Butcher as well, 36 tackles, only two missed for this team as well. As I said, sensational effort from the Sydney Roosters here. On the Sunday games to finish this week of football off, where the St. George Illawarra Dragons only just beating the Bulldogs in this one. The Bulldogs, they looked much more firing, much more ready to go. Jake Avarillo getting two tries in this game as well. Really entertaining game of football. But the Dragons just too much for this Bulldog side in the end. And... Cody Ramsey backing up his performance from last week as well. 146 metres, 54 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one line break. Really good effort from Cody Ramsey. He is looking good. He's looking good. And it sort of makes me feel sorry for Tyrell Sloan, who unfortunately is most likely going to miss out. Ben Hunt as well. I think he's a must-have in that Maroon squad. If he doesn't make it, he's going to be robbed for sure. I'm not sure how old Ben Hunt is actually. Let me have a look right now. But really sensational player is Ben Hunt. 118 metres, nine post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break, 15 tackles, three missed, kicking for 314 metres in this game. Sensational. Ben Hunt age. He is... 32 years old. Ben Hunt, he's much older than I thought he was, but I reckon he'll still get picked as that 14 role, to be honest. I still think he'll get picked. He's a sensational player, sort of in his prime at the moment. He's playing some really good football, really taking this St. George of the Warriors side around the park. And if they make the finals, he'll be the reason for sure. He'll be the reason they are in the finals for me. Moses Sully and Zach Lomax backing up their performances from last week as well. 127 metres for Moses Sully, 54 post-contact metres, two Two tackle breaks, 11 tackles, and two missed. And then for Zach Lomax, it was 102 metres with 45 post-contact metres and seven tackle breaks. Really good effort from both of those centres there. Uh, but it was a really good effort from the St. George Illawarra Dragons to get the win in this game. But Jake Avarillo, again, getting those two tries. 74 metres, 20 post-contact metres, one tackle break, two line breaks, 10 tackles, one missed. Pretty good effort there from Jake Avarillo. Josh Carr left out of the Origin squad this week. He ran for 102 metres, 37 post-contact metres, six tackle breaks, one line break. Pretty good effort there from Josh Carr and quite confused as to why he wasn't included in a winning 
Origin squad. He wins games. I thought he was robbed of that Origin spot, to be honest. Absolutely robbed. But Daniel Tupo will come in and do a job for the New South Wales Blues. So I'm not too worried. I just still think that it's a bit unfair on Josh Adokar, who comes into that arena every year and does a really good job. But all in all, it was a really good effort from the St. George Illawarra Dragons to win this game. It was quite tight in some stages, though. The Bulldogs putting in a pretty good effort, and there are some good signs in there for them. And then the last game of the week was the Raiders v. the Eels. Much closer than I thought this one was going to be. Sebastian Chris getting two tries. Jeez, there have been some doubles and some hat-tricks this week. There have been some doubles and some hat-tricks in pretty much every single game. So, prolific try scorers everywhere. They're everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Even Bailey Simonson and Dylan Brown both got doubles in this game. 28 to 20 was the final scoreline. Jamal Fogarty, three from three goals in his first week back, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is his first week back. Uh, and then also Mitch Moses, four out of five, which wasn't too bad either. Pretty good efforts, especially since Sebastian Chris was a late inclusion into this game. But what a gutsy effort from Canberra. What a gutsy effort. Bench forwards. Let's look at the bench forwards before we look at the starting forwards because it was a true forward battle and the Canberra forwards, they nearly won the game. They nearly won Canberra the game. Ryan Sutton, 133 metres off the bench and this was in four, 36 minutes of football. 133 metres, 45 post-contact metres, one tackle break, a line break, 27 tackles, zero miss. Corey Horsburgh, 146 metres, 61 post-contact metres, 34 tackles, two missed. Pretty good efforts off the bench there for those two bench forwards. In fact, it is outstanding. And then the starting front rowers, Josh Papali'i, 150 metres, 61 post-contact metres, one line break assist, five offloads, 33 tackles, three missed. Joseph Tarpany, big game for him in 234 metres, 108 post-contact metres, one tackle break, three offloads, 31 tackles, and zero missed. Huge effort for Joseph Tarpany in this one. Xavier Savage as well, 212 metres, 70 post-contact metres, one tackle break. Big game for Xavier Savage as well. In terms of the Parramatta Reels, the two front rowers in Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo played really well in this one. Regan Campbell-Gillard with 116 metres, 63 post-contact metres, 27 tackles, 3 missed. Junior Paulo, 153 metres, 62 post-contact metres, 24 tackles, 0 missed. You can see why these guys have been put into that Origin squad together. They've had an unreal season. Even last season, they were the informed front rowers in this competition. So really looking forward to see how they go in Origin. They will be sorely missed though. Come origin time, Parramatta are going to have the two starting front rowers out of this side, including Ryan Madison. In this game, 179 metres in 55 minutes of football, he got 179 metres, 78 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, 38 tackles and one missed. Jeez, isn't he in some form at the moment? And that was in 55 minutes. Imagine him in 80 minutes. He would have been an absolute weapon. Big game for both sides. Huge effort from the Parramatta Reels. Huge effort from the Canberra Raiders. Really big forward battle here. Really close game. 28 to 20 was the final scoreline. That is your round 12 review. 
Can't wait for next week. There are going to be a few buys, obviously, due to origin. But even still, Big Les loves his footy. Any footy you can get is going to be an absolute cracker. Next week, we're looking forward to the Titans v. the Cowboys, the Panthers v. the Bulldogs, the Manly Seagulls v. the Warriors, the Raiders v. the Roosters. Pretty good games of football, a bit less than usual, but I love me football. Can't wait for these games. Can't wait to see how these sides go. One, two, three.